Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a little bit of a different episode for you today. We're going to be talking about the underworld and death. This has been a huge theme coming up for me in my own life and has been coming up a lot in the community and the channel collective and with my clients. So I have, a, I have a lot to say about this. I've been doing a lot of underworld work and have just a lot of things. So we're going to dive into it. Before I jump fully into today's topic, I just want to give a quick reminder. I am super excited because my new program, Embodied Goddess, is officially open for enrollment. We're starting May 9th. I'll put the link in the show notes. I always... I always don't know if I'm saying description or show notes, depending on the platform. Show notes, podcasting, (laughs) show notes. This is unlike anything I've ever done before. And also just FYI, I'm getting over a cold. So sorry if I sound a little weird, but this is unlike anything I've ever done before. I am really pumped to see what comes through. This is going to be a program where the primary content is taught by different goddesses. I channel themselves. So I'm going to go into trance and I'm going to channel the lessons live. There's going to be eight different transmission calls. And the point of these transmissions is to unlock a different goddess code within. So we are going to be covering all different types of topics from connecting with the divine, activating your divine feminine, of course, activating angel frequencies and angel codes, compassion, love, relationship, the way we dress, the way we show up, showing up in divine feminine leadership. It's going to cover a lot. So the different goddesses are going to be teaching the information. Each transmission call will have a different code and then we'll have time at the end of each call to talk about it, Q&A, dive in deeper. So eight of those 90 minute calls and then we're going to have three more integration Q&A calls. So this will be for Q&A, for coaching, diving in deeper, just to kind of take in everything that you're receiving. This is a huge energetic activation. So you're receiving the content, but also just that energy work, that frequency transmission that comes with it is going to be super potent. And then we're also going to have a big energy healing activation call as well at the end to just really fully integrate all of the codes that have been activated. So For me, this is like the best of everything I love about working with people in group containers. The energy is so potent and it's like a next level mastermind essentially and also brings in all of the channeling and the the codes from the different goddesses that I work with. So I'm super excited about this. Link will be in the description below. Again, we start May 9th and if your soul feels drawn to that, I would, I would listen, Uh, you know, any group program or mastermind to create, I always am very excited to see what happens because they are pure magic. So really excited about this one. Definitely check it out. Would love to see you inside if it resonates for you. And that's my main announcement. So I've been talking a lot about how I have massively cut down on caffeine and it's helped me just feel a lot better. And I want to give a shout out to some of the products that have helped make that transition super easy including Organifi Pure. I know I talk about green juice all the time and it's a daily staple for me, always will be, I'm obsessed, 
but Organifi Pure, I feel like doesn't get enough love. It's a clinically proven cognitive enhancement lemonade designed for increasing your mental focus instantly. You just mix it with water and you're good to go. It's all natural, 100% USDA certified organic. It contains 11 superfoods and compounds for brain health and mental performance. And I seriously immediately notice a difference. I love that it gives me that mental clarity without any of the jitters or other effects from caffeine. Organifi Pure contains ingredients like lion's mane mushroom, which we know is incredible for helping to increase neurogenesis in the brain. Neurogenesis is the creation of new brain cells. I have talked about lion's mane a lot when it comes to improving cognitive function and focus and memory. Pure also contains Neurofactor, a compound isolated from organic coffee berries. Clinical research shows that it increases BDNF up to 206 BDNF is brain-derived neurotrophic factor, a protein in the brain that's responsible for increasing memory, learning, and the survival of brain cells. But here's the thing. It just tastes really good. Like if you like the taste of lemonade, it tastes like a tart lemonade that's not overly sugary. It tastes so good. I love to have it in the morning. I just immediately get this mental clarity. I feel sharp. I feel on point. If you ever watch me on YouTube and I seem extra spicy, I probably had pure before I jumped on camera. So pure has been top of my list and I'm going to give another shout out to Organifi. Harmony, pure is the cold drink. Harmony is the warm drink. I have this every single day. It's this amazing cacao blend. It just tastes like hot chocolate. I literally just mix it with hot water and it's designed to help balance and support your hormones. If you've been dealing with any PMS symptoms or any other signs of hormonal imbalance, check this out. Or if you're just a chocolate addict like me, because Let's be honest, I would drink this even if it didn't have healthy ingredients. But Harmony has ingredients like maca, cacao, obviously, chase tree berry, shatavari, stinging nettle, like everything in my acupuncturist wanted me to take separately. So I love that I can have it really conveniently all in this beverage that I would want to drink anyway. And I want to highlight this because I've been talking to a lot of people in my community who have been expressing that their periods have been really bizarre in the last year or so. There's a lot shifting vibrationally and with the planets and you know a whole other conversation but periods being off and weird and weird PMS symptoms even when you're doing everything quote right has been just really common and drinking harmony consistently for me has really just helped to regulate my body and I feel so much better when I do plus it tastes amazing so if you want to get your hands on harmony pure or any of Organifi's other incredible products because Organifi makes up 90% of what I put into my body, just head to Organifi.com slash CTC. That's spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC. And that code will get you 20% off. So I want to like back up a little bit about kind of what's been going on. Uh, The last month for me has been so weird and just a lot going on. Like, and there's not a bad or a good attached with that just so much and for me I feel like the last year I've I've last almost two years I've been in the void like just different versions of the void and I just came out of it I don't know what else to say about it you'll you'll be able to tell I just came out of it and the coming out of that was really like this last this April And I went to England and so much happened in England, so much turned on, so many intense spiritual experiences and activations. And I got really sick at the end of it, caught some kind of flu. And it seemed like everybody that I knew was getting some type of flu uh, or whatever it was. Came home, was super sick. And then like the day after I got 
better. I went out with my friends to celebrate my birthday and I sprained both my ankles and then I couldn't walk. (laughs) I was so triggered. (laughs) It was kind of funny. I like literally couldn't walk. Um, and I was in a lot of pain and just like, what is, what's going on here? And, um, I also had a lot going on family wise. Somebody very close to me, has been very sick and it's definitely been difficult. It's been difficult, um, for my family and for me. And I've just been really emotional uh, about it. Um, this hit me different than, yeah, I don't know. It just, it just hit me different. I mean, you know, every person we know who transitions, it hits a little bit different because they're all different people, but yeah, this was really emotional for me um, as he was going through his transition process and it was just really drawn out. So I ended up like as soon as I could walk flying home uh, to to see him hopefully before he passed and I did get I did get to. So I'm really glad about that. And um, it was a really interesting experience for me communicating with him when he was not yet crossed over um but like on the on the cusp you know and so I want to rewind again (laughs) and just because I know everyone tunes in at a different place just a little background like on me I mean I've always been really connected to people who have crossed over so when it comes to your psychic abilities there are different frequencies that we can tune into. So like different radio stations and some, and and often we are more naturally attuned to certain radio stations than others. So you have people who specialize in, and you know, all of these terms can mean different things to different people. So just for ease of communication, what I might say is a more classic medium, people who specialize in mediumship of communicating with loved ones who have crossed, you know, and so people might have had a loved one who has entered the non-physical and they go visit the medium to communicate with that family member or loved one, whoever it is. So that, that style of mediumship. And then there are other people who are more naturally attuned to the angelic realm or to the realm of more classic spirit guides or more so to the, the ETs, you know, there's all different types of, or even, you know, ancestors specifically, they're all different types of specialties, so to speak, within, within psychic abilities. And, you know, we can, we can talk to all different types of beings and switch the radio station, but uh, often we, you, we might have a certain frequency that we enjoy the most, or just more naturally attuned to it comes through really easily however that shows up for you. So I very much toggle between all my radio stations. Uh, and I will say my mediumship radio station, just being totally honest, I, I've talked about this before, is probably the one that I uh, lean into the least. <laughs> it's my least favorite. Uh, I, and for no, well, I'll say why. Probably because I've just spent so much of my life kind of like dealing with it if that makes sense and it's definitely one I'm it's like the one it's probably like my like m- one of my trigger points um it's always been the one that I've just been very naturally attuned to and everybody would bring up to me like different 
mentors I worked with different psychics I saw things like that people would always bring it up to me like you have so many dead people around you like everyone's just waiting to knock on your door and I'd be like Ugh, I know uh, and that was just because when I first when I really first opened up my gifts I spent a lot of time helping people cross like that was one of the first things that my my mentor at the time taught me to do and uh because when I first really like turned on intentionally I just had lines and lines of hundreds of of beings who wanted to talk to me uh wanted to tell me something or needed help transitioning things like that. Uh, so I just spent a lot of time doing that and, and I would spend hours, hours a day doing it and I would be staying up really late and it was just like, you know, this whole other behind the scene, (laughs) behind the scenes thing I was doing. And, uh, I kind of started to get tired and I was like, I'm not getting paid for this, but I also, I don't know why I didn't just offer that as a session. Honestly, (laughs) I just didn't. Because I don't know, I just feel like whatever. <clears throat> was it my calling? Was it my calling? And I I've shared before just different experiences with with people who have passed thus far and uh, going through major phases of my my life where that person was really kind of like attached to me and I was getting a lot of information from from that loved one specifically. Anyway, so you know it's it's something that's gone on. Fla- fast forward, flash forward, fast forward. I don't know. When I first started really getting trained by goddess Isis. So goddess Isis is one of the energies I work with most closely. She is, you know, there's a lot of different beings I channel and who are my main guides, but there are some that my soul frequency is a lot more attuned to. And goddess Isis is, is one of those. Uh, she's my main. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, when I first started channeling her, and I mean, I'll never forget the first time she came to me. Um, like, I was sitting in this room. I was at my friend's house in Los Angeles, where crazy shit always went down at this house. It was, like, right on a ley line, and very activating for me and I was sitting on on the couch and all of a sudden like all of the lights just start like flickering and changing and it gets dark and then I feel this huge presence flying in and she's standing like across the room in the corner just like huge huge wings um and I was like and it was she didn't come in like glowy hologram form she came in like might have been solid kind of form. Anyway, it was powerful. And one of the first things she did was told me to close my eyes and she was going to take me some places. (laughs) And one of the places she took me was down to the underworld. Okay. So she took me down in the underworld and this is when I started getting kind of trained in some of the work she did in the underworld. Uh, and I started doing some of that and I was like, you know, I I don't know about this. (laughs) Not super exciting for me. Uh, so, and you know, that little bit of resistance is obviously telling you something. (laughs) 
right? Like, oh, God. So anyway, she's laughing at me right now. I'm not channeling, like, well, I might at the end of this. I don't know how this is going to go right now, but I always call them all in. So they're all around me every time I'm podcasting because I never know what's going on. So, um, you know, have that all going on, all my underworld experiences from the ISIS perspective. And then a couple months ago was when Anubis started coming in really strongly. And obviously, like, Anubis is the god of, of the underworld in the Egyptian pantheon and I've seen Anubis you know like I know who he is seen, seen him around seen him down there but he wasn't like a main guide or wasn't work I wasn't working a lot with him and you know a couple months back is when he really started coming in I was like okay you and me now <laughs> let's do some things and that is when basically they said that they really wanted me to help out with the underworld. And since then, I've been doing a lot of stuff down there. <clears throat> um, down there. You know what I mean? And I, and, and to be honest, part of me was like, is, is there some way I can, I can bring this into the 3D, whatever it is. And it feels like this podcast is how I was like, all this time I was spending down here, what's going on? So What's happening kind of like in the transition out of this reality, like into the non-physical has been very interesting. And there are different ways of per perceiving that transition. Okay. So like this underworld experience is, is one experience, one perception. And there are many others that you could tap to tap into. I have tapped into as well, but I'm just using this as the, as the, one of my experiences here, um, as a psychic. So the way it looks down there, there's basically like a lot of rooms, okay? And and I hate to say it like this because I feel like it's going to really give not the right energy, but it remind it kind of reminded me of like Alcatraz. Like <laughs> I grew up outside of San Francisco. So, it kind of reminded me of that, but not it's not like scary, okay? It's just like like a lot of like that's kind of like the format I, I don't know. Um, a lot of these like different rooms like that. And what's been going on down there, how do I describe this? So what's really interesting is a lot of people are on their last incarnation. Okay. So a lot of people are like fully, we, we're good, like last incarnation. And there's a ton of fresh energy coming in. There are a lot of fresh souls, new souls here. That, that are incarnating and, you know, we can have a whole other conversation around the kids coming in and how incredible they are and how powerful they are and just how different they are. And one of these, one of the reasons is it's like they don't have karma, you know, like the, it's their first incarnation. And a lot of people are closing a lot of karmic loops. A lot of people are on their last incarnation. Um, and we have gone through a lot of collective traumas in the last few years. And, and a lot of people are exiting really quickly. And what's the best way I can describe that? So we have different exit points. There are different exit points we can take, you know, the same way, like we have free will choice and we can make different choices in our daily lives. That shifts the timeline a little bit. Uh, the same way, you know, for most people, it's not that you just have one person that you could get married to and be happy with. You know, it's like, there's a lots of potential 
ideal partners. With exit points, we have different exit points that that we could take. Um, And the way they show it to me, it's like a lot of people were aligned with a certain exit point and there was a lot of momentum in that direction. And what happened in the last few years was a lot of people got pulled onto a different timeline to a different exit point. And I'm not just talking about um, the deaths from what what happened specifically in the last couple of years like in terms of I don't I'm trying not to say the word you know the the thing the sickness <laughs> um just a lot of other things have shifted and right now right now is where there's a lot of people exiting the planet a lot of like sudden experiences for people exiting the planet a lot of like we as humans perceive it as that that was too soon it was too short um is what the common perception might be we'll get to that but kind of what's happening in the underworld has been that it's like it, it's been it was weird because it was like totally cleared out it was totally like cleared out it was very strange and then in the last like six months it's been really overcrowded and there's a lot of just like confused beings confused souls I'll say confused and not fully ready to kind of like move on and so a lot of what I've been doing down there is healing work like helping them heal lots of different conversations to create closure helping them understand like what's happened like like what it's what they're stepping into, what it's like on the other side, shifting a lot of misconceptions because it's kind of like they're just uh, staying stuck and kind of, and just like confused. And there's a lot of uh, energies that are like, wait, that wasn't like, it wasn't supposed to be right then. Like, how did that happen so fast? Um, And helping them like kind of see the bigger picture and, and tap into that other perspective and you know it, it's it's a very human mind ego thing to feel like that was too short like like we're judging that but is is that really true from a soul perspective it's happening as it's supposed to um and you know for a lot of people they can hop back in and there's also a lot of people exiting because they're going to hop back in there's a lot of people exiting because yeah because well some people it, it's complete you know, um, complete for others. They said yes to the mission and the bulk of the mission has to, they're actually can support most being in the non-physical. Maybe it's more important for them to be on a different planet or it's more important for them to support as a spirit guide. But there's also a lot of people who are hopping back in to be born again. So, this could be through, you know, like it could be in a similar family or for a friend like that. Soul hopping in to be the child as we're seeing a lot of these kids coming in. Um, there's also, you know, even with pets, like it's not uncommon for a pet to pass before someone in the family unit is going to have a child because sometimes that pet wants to jump in to the family system as as the child and they came in to experience the family a little bit uh and then 
that come in as a kid. So there can be a lot of a lot of that going on. There's like a lot of different options happening. So I've been doing a lot of work in in the underworld and it and then I kind of I want to move into I guess and I'll bring this together. When I was like visiting my um, family member who recently passed and just like talking to him, right? Like he was not awake, um, hadn't yet fully transitioned and I was just tuning into what was going on and I also um, with you know permission sent him I gave him an energy healing session and the session was really interesting for me Um, I've had many sessions with people who are on their way out and the thing is with energy healing it's going to support whatever is for that person's highest and best for their highest healing and so if their most healed state is actually transitioning out entering the non-physical then it will support that process happening more effortlessly in an easier way it's not that it's necessarily going to bring them back to what the human might think is optimal health you know so um but he was just you know in a not ideal state on a on a human level for a while I was in the hospital you know for a while and um I think everybody just you know wanted him to not be in pain and anyway so I sent him a session it was really interesting and you know some of the conversations I was having with him on a soul level there's just there was there was resistance uh and the resistance was from different angles you know and so having a lot of conversations with him just to kind of help him see things in a different way was supportive and freeing but one of the things that really stood out to me was like you know just this idea we have of like what is on the other side and some of the fears like when you're in that state right it's not that like when the person has fully entered the non-physical and is like back to just pure pure soul like full remembrance full remembrance (laughs) on a bigger level they're not they're not there yet right so there's still that human thing and it's not quite the same as like being in between after transitioning it's like still alive here and the the fear the ego the conditioning is still like coming up in their experience like where am I like but I thought this was this is what it is um and what it made me realize a lot, like, was, well, here's the thing. I really believe that the ease of the exit is often very connected to mm, I don't want to say our beliefs about what's happening through death or in death, but I want to say whether or not we're resistant to it. 
like exactly what I was just describing. Like, are we resistant to it or not? And I know for me, and I've talked about this before, I've done different episodes on my relationship with death and how that's changed. And I, death used to be my literally number one fear in life. Like literally number one fear, which is so crazy to me now. Like thinking about that, like I can't like, because I like, because of who I am now and what I believe now and how I feel about it now and how comfortable I am with it now. Uh, like I, I, it's so wild to me, but you know what that was, was because I didn't really understand what was on the other side. And I grew up, I grew up Catholic and you know, I, I was, I was either going to heaven or hell and you know, the priest would tell me if I sinned, I went to hell. And I was like, Oh my gosh, if I don't make my bed in the morning, am I a sinner forever? And am I going to go to hell? Like that scared me a lot. Uh, and then I kind of like, you know, rejected that later on. I just like rejected religion. And then I kind of like thought I was an atheist because people around me were were an atheist. And at the time I just thought like, I had to pick something and I was like, okay, I guess that's it. And then I thought, well, it, am, am, am I just going to like go into the dirt and, and that's it? Like that doesn't seem right to me either because I did feel so connected to God. I didn't like to use the word. I felt so connected to Jesus. Like I could, I could, the Holy Spirit, like I could feel that presence. I could feel that energy and I was communicating, you know, and I was like, that can't just be it. And I also just didn't want to believe that. Um, but you know, while I, when I wasn't sure what I really believed or when my belief was something I was afraid of, I certainly had a resistance to the transition, you know, like had I faced that and, um, I think my own near-death experiences were really liberating in that way. And for me to kind of realize at a young age, because there were multiple times when, like, I thought that was it, you know, and that's really what's made me who I am. And for me to experience that and, like, kind of be in the emotion of that moment and be like, oh, my God, is this it? Like, um, and also feel, like, I feel... I had, I had, I've had a great life. I've had a great incarnation, like feeling at peace with that. And that's so much of like why I live my life the way I do, because it's really important to me to like every day, like no matter which exit point my soul chooses to like, wherever that is, I want to in that moment be like, I'm happy with it. Like I'm happy with it. I don't want to feel like I wish I had done more in this incarnation, um, or I should have said that thing or done that thing. Like, I I will not live like that, um, and I'm very conscious of that with everything I with everything I do, and that's part of. Well, I don't like to like waste waste a moment, you know, and that doesn't mean being busy all the time. Uh, but that's why I like to create a lot of things, and I like to just like, I don't know, just experience, and that's one of the things that was so interesting. Um, it really, it really meant a lot to me. I I was talking to somebody who was an intuitive. I wasn't like, I wasn't, it wasn't a reading, but it was just somebody I'd met who's actually a very well-known psychic. And this person looked at me and was like, you're, you really love life. And I was like, what? And, And he was just like, this is, your field is so interesting to tune into. I've never really come across somebody who just like really loves like 
experiencing life and like I like you just really love this the game like the experience and I was like yeah I do because like I mean why not I'm here right uh and that's how I want to want to live it because I I know what that's what that's like like to feel that moment of like oh is this the transition and I'm really glad I, I had that at a young age and know that like I want to in that moment feel like I did the things I wanted to do (laughs) I feel at peace with it and also feel very like excited about what's next and and understand that like it's just like one chapter you know be ready to make that transition uh and 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 know that there's so many limitless possibilities. It's like, okay, that incarnation completed. Boop. Back back over here doing these other things on these other planets out here. Like coming back as a spirit guide. Whatever I'm going to do slash am, am doing. It doesn't feel like this like final, final that's it kind of thing. Like done. No other options. Like all the fun is over. So recently I hosted my Connecting With Your Soul Purpose retreat, which was amazing. And obviously I had all of the beverages there, which meant like 20 boxes of Element. And we went through those boxes very quickly. And the uh, ladies there were saying that I should make my own little guide as to how I use Element. You guys know I'm obsessed with these electrolytes. Most electrolytes are filled with crap ingredients, to be honest. These are the cleanest electrolytes out there. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, none of that extra stuff. And you know, I used to think that electrolytes were really just for athletes and they're not. If you are on a whole foods based diet at all, especially if you're low carb, but even when I'm not lower carb or keto, I still need a lot more electrolytes. If you're consistently active, which I know a lot of you here are consistently active, that doesn't have to mean full athlete, but if you're active and or If you are a light worker, if you are doing a lot of energy work, if you're doing a lot of frequency work, especially if you're any type of healer, like we are burning through a lot of light. And, you know, during the retreat, it was two days and we were just moving so much energy through everything we were covering. And everyone was like, holy shit, I need 20 packs of electrolytes today. If you notice that you have random symptoms like headaches, fatigue, poor concentration, constant cravings, fluid retention, leg cramps, You might have an electrolyte imbalance. I used to have all of those symptoms and I always thought they were connected to some bigger health issue and then I just started drinking electrolytes and everything evened out. So it could be as simple as that and Element tastes amazing. So here's a lowdown. My favorite flavors are the citrus salt, the watermelon, and somewhere between orange and raspberry. Hard for me to decide. I like all of those in cold water and start with less like start with a quarter of a packet or half a packet until you get used to it or that might be all you need also depending on how big your cup is like I will use a full packet if it's a 32 ounce cup but then the chocolate ones which the chocolate medley is still available you want to drink these hot and what I love about these is it's like hot chocolate without anything in it like it's actually bizarre how good this tastes honestly it doesn't make sense to me the mint chocolate I drink pretty much every day in the evening. I just literally mix in hot water and it tastes amazing. You could add in nut milk if you want, but I actually don't usually do that. The chocolate salt and the chocolate caramel, you can also mix in with hot water, 
but I actually love to put these in with coffee or like a dandelion tea, chicory root tea, dandy blend, like something with that kind of profile and it just tastes so amazing. Especially if you do like the chocolate caramel with coffee, it's like this salted caramel latte without any syrup or sugar or any of that stuff you don't want. So the chocolate ones you want to drink hot, the rest are great cold and you could even mix in like you could do chocolate salt with raspberry and have like chocolate raspberry or chocolate orange that could be really delicious too. Do not sleep on this. It's a game changer. I want to hear if you have any fun flavor combos as well. I'm always interested in figuring out new ways to drink my element. Whether you are a new or a returning customer, if you go to drinkelement.com CTC and use that code CTC, that will get you a free sample pack with your order. So it's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com slash CTC. You'll get a free sample pack with your order every single time. So you can try out all the flavors, add more to your collection. And Element does no questions asked refunds. So it's totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you can get your money back and you don't even have to return the box. They seriously have the best customer service. So you literally have nothing to lose. Go to drinkelement.com slash CTC. Get your free sample pack with your order. Be sure to tag me on Instagram so I can see what your favorite flavor is. I was talking to my boyfriend about this, like just how interesting it is, uh, you know, culturally, different civilizations, different cultures all think about death very differently. And we were just ta- we were talking about like Atlantean times and Lumerian times and how different it was, uh, and just different civilizations and incarnations where it was like from a young age you're you're taught about death as like this transition into like a higher state and even just the terms people use ar- around death uh, and and their energy around it you know for many people they strictly use the term ascension right like when my mother or my father ascended like and really regarding it as that like an ascension <laughs> and you know there's a lot that's gone into you know why we it's like this very sad depressing thing and that's not to say like not to feel low frequency emotion. I mean, I've cried a lot in the last few weeks, um, but it hasn't been because like, you know, how do I even describe it? So because, you know, I, it's compassion. It's, you know, not want, not liking seeing someone you love in pain or struggling there, like my heart, um, you know, that resistance to the transition and also just how, how he's feeling and more of that, just, it's a shift. And, you know, for me, I was, you know, crying and I'm like, I mean, I can, I'm probably going to talk to him more when he's in the non-physical because that's how it is for me typically. Uh, cause they'll come in all the time. Right. But it's just, it's just a shift. Uh, the same way, like in transitions in this incarnation, I was talking about this a lot on the channel collective call this past week, we did a rebirth ceremony, which next level, if you are not in the membership, join and go through that meditation because it is wild. But I was talking about rites of passage and 
rituals and how in our society we've really lost this whole thing around right of pa- rites of passage and it's a big reason why people are like held back and feeling stuck. It's a really powerful thing to go through certain rites of passage or rituals that represent stepping into a new phase of our lives. And with that, like that's a death and rebirth process over and over again. Life is a series of deaths and rebirths. And there are some that feel a lot more profound than others, you know. And so one of the examples we were talking about in the call was, you know, that transition from like child to adult, whatever that means, or child to teenager or teenager to adult and all the the different ways that can be expressed culturally. We're talking about like a coronation, right? The idea of a coronation and uh, one day the princess becomes the queen or the prince becomes the king or whatever it is, uh, a knight, you know, being knighted, being knighted, like there's a ceremony, there's a ritual, the marriage ceremony, Right, the, the wedding in itself and with that transitions and you feel different through that, right? Having having a baby shower, there's a ritual to that. There's a, a vibrational shift that comes with that. And without these rites of passage or a ritual, a lot of us are feeling lost. A lot of people are, are stuck developmentally or vibrationally at one phase. And so we can really use rites of passage and ritual to shift into that that next phase. But my point is with this is when we're leaning into these rites of passage and we think about something like, okay, I'll use a really simple one. Like for me, I think about when I graduated high school and was going to college and my graduation, my high school graduation felt like a huge rite of passage and I felt very different. Like it was a very different energy because it's like, okay, after this, I'm moving out of the house. <laughs> I've never lived by my, like on my own before. Um, I'm moving to a completely different city where I don't know anybody. Like it was such a big shift and it was this representation of like really becoming an adult, you know, more so. Um, and then same thing with like graduating college. Th- those are moments for me where I felt this this like vibrational shift. And with that, there was this death, there was this grieving, like that bittersweet moment of, you know, you graduate high school and um, and you could, you can compare this to anything. You could compare this to like before and after getting married or bef- like birth, things like that. Right. Like, but I'll use that as an example, graduate high school. And there's this, there's this like death process. And it's like, I'm saying goodbye to all my friends, even though I could still call them. We could still, you know, visit each other, but it's never going to be quite the same. It's a big transition and you might come, you might lose touch a little bit, but it's just kind of this goodbye of like, we're moving to different cities and everything's going to be different now. And and it's just different, you know, and, the, and closing the chapter on that whole version of us. And I cried a lot. I cried a lot through that because it was it was just its own death of like that iteration of me and that that part of my life and that phase. Uh, and that that didn't mean I wasn't excited for the new phase. And it didn't mean that it was bad. It was just kind of like grieving and going through that and honoring that. Um, and in an interesting way, it's almost like the grief allowed me to celebrate it because like the grief wasn't sadness that it happened. It was just like, just think about intense intensity and potency of emotion, like intensity of emotion around how important this was for me. And I'm, I'm like literally grieving it because I loved it so much. And that way I'm almost celebrating it. Like, thank you. Thank you for this. And what if we had that same kind of energy around transitioning to the non-physical? But you know what this really brought up for me was just like, I think it lit a fire under my butt 
in a very different way. You know, I, I connect to my why constantly, um, before like why I show up, why I do what I do. It's how I stay motivated. It's how it's like, I'm, you know, it's, it's my why it keeps me going. Uh, and it was like another aspect of the why that I, I just hadn't felt so fully before of how important I feel it is for people to hear and understand different perspectives, like different ways of, of viewing those phases of our lives, different ways of viewing those transitions. Similarly to like when we've had conversations here about, about divorce and marriage and like things like that, just what if there's a different perspective and it doesn't have to be one that resonates with you. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be one that you're taking on, but sometimes me just offering a a different perspective that's different than the one that somebody has, even if they don't fully resonate with what I'm saying, that different perspective just opens something up for them a little bit that then allows them to think a little bit more deeply about other perspectives as well. And then maybe have something drop in that's totally different that they hadn't thought of before that actually does really resonate with them. And that, that's the important piece, you know? So it's just like learning different different ways of viewing things and different possibilities and seeing what feels good for you. And it's this the same thing with with death and, and transition. And I think about even physiologically about how different would this process be for people if more people were more at peace with this idea, if death wasn't this big, scary thing for people, if people understood the transition in kind of a different way and understood maybe their grief in, in a different way. And it's, uh, you know, I think that's one thing is there's still plenty of emotion around it, right? It's like honoring our emotions and feeling our feelings and, and also kind of seeing different pictures. And it's not like, it, it can be very easy to just bypass and be like, oh, well, they're just jumping in the non-physical. I don't care. And it's like, that's not real for me either. Like <laughs> there's very real emotions because it's different. It's just, it's just a different transition. Um, and also, you know, this like, like for me feeling really good and at peace that like now he's in the non-physical and, and happy and feeling free and, I've had a lot of conversations with him <laughs> where he's just like, holy shit, I didn't know there's all this cool stuff out here. Like, I can't believe I was like, I totally forgot in there. I totally forgot in there how, f- how fun it is. And like, I want to spend some time like zooming around out here and doing some fun things and like, like seeing his energy shift back into like his, his full authentic self on like on a soul level and like seeing that seeing that energy has been really beautiful and healing, healing for me, like talking to him now that he's on the, on the non-physical. But I think for me realizing like, wow, a lot of like people's feelings around death and their beliefs around death. This is something that I think is so important for us to look at. A lot of people are transitioning. A lot of people are experiencing, a, a, a you know, a lot of that in their lives. It's all around us. And if it's coming up that often, we got to look at like, what are our beliefs and what are our beliefs around this, you know? And is there an opportunity here for us to see it a little bit differently and could sing a little bit differently, offer us some more liberation around it, you know? And just once again, like, 
noticing where we're still in illusions, noticing where we're still in conditioning versus actually exploring these topics for ourselves. Like, well, what do I think? And it doesn't have to be something that's been laid out for you by anyone or anything else as like, this is how it works. And I think that's really important. It's not like it's just laid out of this is how it works. Um, Even to be honest, you know, people ask me about like the death process, the transition process and like, I don't know, like, I will talk to different people who have passed and I talk to different entities that I channel and work with and like it's they all say it like it's different uh and so I don't I'm not gonna so in my perspective it's like oh it like happens differently for different people um because that's just been what I channel you know and 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 for me it's been really helpful just to actually really dive into my beliefs uh around this and see kind of like a bigger picture and I feel like that's helped me a lot with my like as I experience this with people around us, because like we're all going to experience people around us who transition out of this physical incarnation into the non-physical, we're going to experience that. Um, but I think about, you know, when we talk about like creating the new earth and raising our frequency, this is going to be a lot of our collective views really shift, you know, and right now there's a very strong template of what people believe about, about death and that template is also ready to be upgraded and and shifted and once again like another fire under my butt around helping people connect with their psychic gifts check out my psychic development program please like everybody has this and I think it is so beautiful to be able to fully like to connect with and still have that communication with often in an even more potent way and even more honest and authentic way has been my experience, like with loved ones who have passed to the other side, you know, so you really can experience it as just that, as a transition, not as like a loss. Um, and if experience, if, if perceiving it as a loss resonates for you, um, and is helpful for you and supportive for you, then do what is supportive for you. But I feel for me, I just really want to encourage people to like, kind of expand how we're viewing things and what we think is possible and I feel like that that's a really beautiful healing opportunity the same way like I mean mediumship work where psychics are helping people talk to their loved ones they're connecting and it's some of the most powerful some of the most healing work um it's really beautiful and you all we also have that ability ourselves you know and even just the basic like ask for a sign pick a sign I asked I asked my uncle this morning I said what's the sign from you you know like I have different ones from different beings so whenever I'm seeing it I'm like oh there he is um and he said bells and played play the song of bells so I was like great so now I know that sign and and I love that um those are just little things we can do right and you can actually open up your psychic gifts so is there anything else you want me to just say? Well, Anubis is just saying, what if you were to understand death as a higher initiation? What if you were to see death as the process of ascension for it, as, for it to be a rite of passage as an initiation into your ascension? Would you see it differently? Um, and that feels like I want to be careful with that because it's not 
it's like how do I even describe that everything that we are experiencing here and how we're showing up here and the work like the work we're doing here is is all going to play into you know whenever we whenever we pick that exit point which it's like fully living like loving this experience um experiencing it like fully loving <laughs> living in love being love experiencing life letting life move through you like following your joy following your passion experiencing deep love and emotions all of that then your soul is going to decide when the exit point is complete. And the ascension process will feel much different, right? And so what's happening for a lot of these uh, beings who maybe are a little confused or feeling like, wait, was that my exit point? Um, the part of the rite of passage or, or that ascension process, it, it's just a different process because now there's this whole other component of it where um there's there's more healing to be done right there like in in that pocket um and potentially you know more incarnations learning certain things so i don't know why i want to say one more thing well isis is just saying remember that what you fear controls you and what you get to step into right now is facing everything that you are afraid of, but really thinking about it, <laughs> realizing that it's not as scary as you think just to think about it, <laughs> but facing the things that we're afraid of, looking at them straight in the eye in terms of just the concept and our beliefs about it and breaking down that fear and transmuting it so that those fears aren't running our lives anymore. Because think about it, what what has what controls people? Fear in our daily lives, on a larger level, how are people controlled? That you tug on the fear strings and that can control a whole population. So lots of things to think about. I know this is a very different energy than usual, but this has been a huge theme, um, big like theme in my life and coming up a lot. And I know for a lot of other people it is as well. So I'm going to wrap up there. I'm very curious how you're feeling about it. Um, just wanted to share some of my own experiences and my own perspectives. And maybe that just got you to think about it in a little bit of a, of a different way. But you know what? I'll say my perception of death is so different. The more time I spend in the astral realm, the more time I spend channeling, and the more time I'm spending in other dimensions. And it's like, they're all just different dreams. They're all just different dreams. So, <clears throat> thanks again for listening. It's been a pleasure. If you enjoy this, take a screenshot, share it on social media, tag me, tag at Christina of the channel podcast so that we can repost and say a big thank you means the world when you do that. And I just appreciate you guys for listening, showing up, being open, and being such an awesome community. So, that that's gonna be it for today's episode i hope you have an amazing rest of your day i'll chat with you again next time